Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, it's episode 36, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week for a podcast in June. June? Um... John Steggles from Merchester. Hello. David Fornell from Sussex. Hi. And back for the first time in ooh, two and a bit, two and a bit years. Um, listeners will know his dulcet tones from the signature tune of the podcast. Merrick Wells from Zaragoza, España. Buenas noches a todos. Hola. <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> right. Um, Let's begin with, well, there's only one thing really to talk about, and that's events um, over the weekend in Spain. Um, Champions League final. Um, what, there was a game? There was a game. Um, it was the, probably, I think... It wasn't the, a very long one. It, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it was, I think it was probably, on, on reflection, for me, the biggest game, biggest Spurs match in my lifetime. Um, and I would even go as far as saying that it was bigger than... Uh, than last year's semi-final, um, England uh, the, the World Cup, um, even Italia '90, even Euro '96, which are, the semi-final at Euro '96 was the biggest thing that happened for me in my lifetime. You know, football, sporting teams, but certainly from a Spurs perspective, it, it was huge. Um, I'm just going to go around um, and begin with you, John. John, you were watching. Tell us about your experience of, of the game. Firstly, um, you were watching in the new stadium for the first time yeah i took my little my 11 old lad charlie down um so we got there about half five so it was really lovely sunny day here um and the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant mainly because probably everybody been in the pub since midday so everybody was well lubricated um and charlie turned to me and said dad can i swear and he, I said, "Yeah, you can swear it's football, sorry, Charlie." And he just pointed at the stadium and goes, "That's fucking mental, Dad." <laughs> um, Did that got in. Uh, yeah, no, that was just, that's outside. Glad. So, um, and we were, we were, we sort of went in. We had some food. We and you know, I was, I was. It was quite low ceilings, and it was. It reminded me of the lane quite a lot before we got out to the pitch. And we went out and sat, sat down, and I was just. It took my breath away. The place is amazing, and. And Charlie sat down next to me and he, he looked at the, the screens on the pitch and he goes, what the fuck are those? <laughs> and I, I said, well, we're going to watch it on the screens. Milk it. Yeah, he's gonna, we're going to watch it on the screens. And he was just like, what, it's not the match? So he probably got the impression that we we're actually going to watch the match rather than watch it on screens. But as soon as he got over the disappointment of it not being the actual game, he was OK. Um, but the, 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 the noise that that place generates. So I was sat in block 111, so at the opposite end of the big stand. And the noise that, that that stand generates when and whenever we went forward or anything happened, the noise is immense. But I'll just say after thirty seconds the the atmosphere got sucked out of that place. Yeah, I was um, going past that. Yeah. What was it like in the stadium when, when the thing happened? I I I, I sort of just sort of just looked round and it was everybody's like, What? Well, there was loads of people hadn't even taken their seats yet. There was a lot a lot of sort of like what the what the hell what the and i think everybody expected it to be ruled out on 
replay when the ref looked at it VAR, but he just went to the the um, official and he didn't even look at it at the screen from what I saw, and it 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 was sort of everybody was just in disbelief, and I just thought I've seen this play out before, mm. um, and basically within the, the 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 regular time of the match I'd got over the result. There's no point in dwelling on it. it you know, it's gone. And and John and I, and I know this. I appreciate this is this is you know the sole purpose of this pod is, is, is to talk about the Champions League final. Um, but just very briefly, just coming back to the stadium, given that it was your first time there. I mean, did it did it live up to your expectations? Um, I know there was an actual game of football played, but well, yes, know, yes. Were, were you blown? Did it blow your mind? Yeah. Um, th- yes, and then some. And even when I was talking about it with people at work, and even now thinking about it now, the noise that it, it, it creates is making the, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It really is. It, it's a special place. But the, the issue being is it's no use having a Ferrari if you don't put petrol in it. Mm. So we have to get the players and we have to improve and we have to kick on. Okay. Um, it, it, uh, you know, if we'd have won, yes, it would have, you know, it were happy days and, and moving on. But it's a crossroads now. We're in the same position as Liverpool were last season. We got to the final. We finished fourth. And we lost it. They plugged massive holes in there. They identified their weaknesses, plugged hold and moved on and and, and, and won it. We, I don't think we could maybe, well, maybe we could win it next season. But we've got to do what they did and identify those holes and, I th- and, and move on. And I think that's going to be a big question because they did it. And as a club this summer, you know, I think we are at a crossroads and are we going to do it? And, and I think the world, I think our fans will be looking at that closely and, and see. I think our, our manager will probably consider if, if he gets, you know, but will he get the backing? Will, you know, will we be able to go to that next level? Because I, I think if we can't, then we don't, we don't want as a club sort of want a flat line at this level. Um, no. Because if we try, if we do that, I think we'll actually just start regressing, and 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 there'll come a point in time where Pochettino will say we'll have to take him things as far as we can, etc. Um, just on the stadium, it, it's interesting that I think it was the attendance was was the biggest that we've had in that in in our in our stadium. I appreciate yeah. that obviously there were no away fans, so there was no segregation, so that's going to increase the number. But more people watched, more people Spurs fans were in that in that stadium not watching a game of football than people watch Arsenal at the Emirates and even then and, they, West Ham. and even then I'd, I'd seen the reference yeah basically yeah. Uh, we, we'd beaten West Ham's record attendance and it wasn't even a game absolutely and even yeah. then they, at least Arsenal I know they they, 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 they doctor the figures um, David were you watching the game in uh, at home in, in leafy Sussex yeah exactly that nice and quietly I had the barbecue just to as a preliminary warm-up um, to watch the game. Um, so it was nice and quiet. I, I must admit, I do tend to do that quite often, is quietly on my own. I don't want anyone around me, nobody around me. Um, and, of course, you know, you just settle down and the penalty's given. Um, and I, just the same um, as you, John, I, I thought, yeah, this will be over, uh, overridden by um, VAR or something. I, I can't see that. Uh and, and you're left flawed. But as I, I often will, will say on this podcast, that I will give my feelings at the time. I remember exactly what I thought. And I thought, you know what? That will play in our hands, that penalty. I tried to look at it positively. I thought, you know, that will mean we'll come back and Liverpool will try and sit on it a little bit. And sadly, unfortunately, that penalty actually became crucial. Absolutely crucial. It killed the game. 
it yeah. absolutely killed the game. I'm so cross about it, so cross. Um, that, uh, you know, I've looked at it. I don't know how many times. In fact, I, I mean, in all honesty, I didn't see all the second half. I threw the remote control across the room and I went outside, and that was the end of that. And I went to bed, and I didn't know until the morning. It's about nine o'clock next morning. Actually, what the score was. We could have come back. I didn't think we would, but um, I was just so disgusted with both sides. What was a pitiful performance. It was nearly as bad as at the Arsenal-Chelsea game. One in seven people in the world were watching that. The world was watching. And I, I said before the game, I mean, I, 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 as far as the lineup was concerned, that was exactly my lineup I put down. And Javid, you'll remember that, won't you? I, mm-hmm. I put down that, that starting list, unusually. But I said... You know what? The two best footballing sides have reached a final. They may not be the best sides in the world, but they're the two most entertaining, best footballing sides around. And yet... It didn't turn up. We managed to not turn up. <laughs> I, I'm just furious. I've got no reason. I'm not going to take it out on Spurs with it. the whole thing. It just didn't happen. It's just one of those things. But did it, I, I wonder whether either side... I mean, bearing in mind, ne- neither team had played a match for three weeks. Um, season had ended, ended, ended three weeks ago. The gap between the end of the season and the Champions League final, normally it's about a couple of weeks. Sometimes it's been ten days in the past. I think even... I think when United won it, it was in those days when United won it in 99, their treble winning season. In those days, it was midweek. Um, I think yes, they played... Was, yeah. It was, played, May the 20, it was May the 26th. 26th. Yeah, it was Wednesday and they played an FA Cup final. So, they, okay, if they weren't for the FA Cup final, it would have been a week and a half. So they, it was only a few days, actually, with the, with the Cup final. But yep. it's never normally, two weeks at most, it's never normally been as long as three weeks. I'm not making excuses, but both teams looked like they hadn't played for, you know, they, they didn't look sharp. Maybe the Heat of Madrid. I didn't think either side played particularly well, other than I would say that Liverpool, I think they're... They defended very well. Um, I think uh, um, what's his name, Dick Van Dyke. I think he's. Dick Van he's Dyke. I think oh, he, bless uh, you, Mary Poppins and Klopp. Uh, yeah, contrast him to the the player who was at Southampton. He was a very good player, but I remember Kane destroying him. This was a good few years ago, December 2015. I think an away no, game, not but me- not him. Yeah, and and destroy the rest of the defence. Just walk through them, um, yeah. and uh, different player now. He just looks really just looks so self assured at the back. There's, there's a Beatles song somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> just looks so self assured at the back, um, and uh, look really solid. Um, and I, I thought that that part of it they, they did Liverpool did very well. But from an attacking point of view, I think yeah, Mane caused us possibly a few problems. That was that was a surprise. But generally, I don't think they were great. They didn't do really much for for most of the game, and I, I think we had our fair share fair share of chances in the second half. That for me is the most disappointing thing. That not that people talk about the fact that the game was turned on its head um, with with that decision so early on, and that's that's I'm sure that's true, and it, it's bound to affect a, a game of football. And I, I don't personally, I don't think it was a penalty. I'm not sure where Sissoko is supposed to put his his arm, but. Um, it happened, and we had you know a good 88 minutes or whatever it was, 89 minutes to deal with it, and we had our fair share of chances in the second half, and we didn't take them. Um, you know, there was a few chances where that, that Son had where he shot, and his and, it, and and his his shot was a bit timid. You know, we've seen Son blasted in from 20, 25 yards out into the back of the net, and I think if we had got that that equaliser, I think 
we would have had them on the ropes and it would have been different different game of football, but we didn't. And I can't I'm struggling to think of any outstanding performances from that, our players. I was gonna say, Jeff, that was that was the general kind of tenor in, in the pub where I was, was um you know, split between Liverpool and Spurs fans. No one could pick a man of the match. I thought that said a great deal about the game yeah. in the end. Yeah, everyone was sitting there going, So who would you pick for man of the match? No idea. So you were watching it in a pub in Zaragoza? Yes. And what, yes. What, 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 what was the composition of that pub? Is it, is it, is it full of expats? Is it full of locals? Liverpool it's, fans, Spurs fans? It's a blend. It's a blend. It's, uh, it's, it's my, my local um, watering hole. I spend an awful lot of time there. Um, uh, actually doing a gig there on Friday. Uh, but uh, it's kind of split halfway, halfway house between everyone, really. Um, bizarrely enough, um, I will never get over hearing people with Scouse accents uh, shouting on Tottenham because I had lots of uh, Everton fans with me in the pub on uh, Saturday and they were all pro Tottenham and uh, hearing uh, come on you Spurs shouting in a Scouse accent is very strange um, and there were some Spanish there as well obviously uh, basically the English tend to float towards one side of the pub and the Spanish the other and then they come back and meet at the end of the game um, I had two or three friends of me who were who were, were Reds um, and uh, actually, well, I was going to say the penalty, uh, what got me so cross about the penalty was uh, I, I was I, I, I still had my back to the screen. I turned around. I said, like, what's going on? Um, and when I saw the replay, the first reaction I had was he played for it. I oh, had yeah. One, yeah he, I mean, that's what made me so cross. What made me so cross was uh, it, it, and I think this is going to have an impact on the rules of the game uh, and how they're interpreted. If people are going to be playing for penalties in that way. We won't be talking about people diving. We talk about people chipping balls into people's arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I think um, Sissoko was desperately unlucky. Okay. I, I I just yeah. Um, and we shouldn't be hardening him because he's been astonishing and his turnaround's been incredible. But um, yeah, it, it kind of made it flat. We all know. We all saw and watched the same experience. But. Um, yeah, I had uh, a couple of Liverpool fans saying um, they felt guilty, they felt bad, they felt it wasn't the right way to win it. And uh, a couple saying, no, let's talk about six. And it was done. Um, but um, I, well, it was, it was, in the end, it was inches. It was inches because there are two points that stick in my head. There was the, in the moment uh, towards the end of the first half, where Son gets the breakthrough and he turns the defender on, on the inside and the defender just gets a heel to it. And if he had have got, got past that foot, he would have been clean on goal, just one-on-one. And then in the second half, Van Dijk made a match-winning tackle yeah. uh, to get back on to Son. I think it says a great deal about our team wasn't quite in the groove, but everything, it felt like everything that went forward went to Son. And it was like he was carrying the weight on his shoulders. I don't think that's Kane's fault. I, I don't know what it was about the way we were playing. Ali wasn't in his in, in his his own element, and Eriksen seemed to be hesitant as well. But um, it may be just the event got to them in the end. I Eriksen was a funny one because um, I don't know how many minutes into the game it was, maybe ten or fifteen minutes, and he and the ball comes to him, and I thought, oh, Christian Eriksen was playing. I completely <laughs> forgot. I'd literally forgotten. I, I can't even remember him having, having a touch, and I thought. Overall, I thought yeah, there weren't any outstanding performances, but I thought the better players, not they weren't outstanding by any means, were probably the likes of Hugo, Danny Rose, Toby, Jan. That was my choice, by the way. If, if, I, when push came to shove from our team, I thought Rose was uh, was a man mountain. 
I think it was more about his heart than his performance to yeah. a degree. Yeah, he, he seemed to be up for it. He he was up for it, and he yeah. knew what it meant. Him and and also Winks and Sissoko, I thought did okay. But the ones I was really disappointed with were the were the forward players: um, yeah. Son, Kane, Eriksson, Delhi. Um, obviously, Mora came on a bit a bit later. I'm not really going to include that in my. I, often, I just thought they weren't making the runs, and I thought they weren't coming short to pick up the ball. So when you had the likes of Vertonghen and Alderweireld trying to bring the ball out the back, there was no outlet. Often. Yeah, I felt I felt sorry for Son because I remember back in the day when we, we I was on a pod with you and I talked about Son, and, and I said you know later I said it shows how much I know. I thought he, he looked dangerous running with the ball, but seemed to run himself into the ground and not really pass out. Mm. And it, it seemed to be he, he was the son of old. He looked dangerous, he looked impressive, but he didn't have that final product. It was suddenly missing again. And I, I think it was in the case, in, in, on Saturday, it was a case of everything seemed to be, have the channel through him. If we were tacking down the right, he was being flooded back over to the left. And, and Kane just seemed to be, dare I say it, not ready. A question for you all. Um, I'm just going to go around very quickly in no particular order. Um, I'll start with you, David. Um, Harry Kane and Winks, for that matter, if they hadn't played a bit of football um, and there was talk before the game, would they start, would they not start, would they come off the bench, this, that and the other, would he start both of them? Um, they, they did start. We did lose the game. Um, did Pochettino make the right decision, David? Well, I, my choice, as you know, was exactly that. That was my team. Uh, he picked was my team. Now, that's without full knowledge of exactly how fit they are. Um, I <laughs> I thought about this earlier. I think, you know what? If, if we could deal with Groundhog Day and keep going back that one day and keep changing something until we get it right, you could change it four or five ways and still come out with a negative result. We'll never know. Sounds like we'll never know. championship manager. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the point. You see, I, I, Yeah, but see, so many people on media, social media, have, oh, well, you know, that was a mistake. Oh, that was it, though. Was it? I mean, that Everton game, Mora was, was non-existent. Yeah, yeah. He really was. And you're only good as your last game. So, in reality, we'll never know. We'll never know. I, I have to back Poch and say that was the right choice. I would suggest more the cases that we didn't play to our strengths that day. Something Agreed. happened. Something was just wrong about the team. Whether it was a three weeks, whether it was the heat, um, whether there was just a bit of tension um, and nerves about us, I don't know. But we didn't. And I think overall it's just one of those things are just one of those days. Liverpool suffered it last year. We have to remember that. And, and we all have sympathy with Liverpool last year, don't we? Don't we? No, no. <laughs> Possibly, no. Possibly not. Possibly not. So no one's going to have any sympathy with us. But that's the way it happens, isn't it? Palometrist. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, you can imagine how they did feel last year because they watched their goalkeeper just throw two in the net, literally. Mm. I mean, it was just awful. So at least we gave ourselves some credit. We had two-thirds of the possession. And this stat I'm, I'm struggling to believe someone came up with was that um, Edison had 11 shots to deal with, which is a record. Not not one of them were any good, but it was 11 shots, which I find astounding if that is actually true. I can't um, recall 11 we had, shots. We had our first shot on target in the 71st minute, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that's the criminal thing, going behind after 30 seconds and it takes us that long to yeah. do anything. It just seemed to me in the first half there was too much of the, oh, we can't go forward, we'll play it back, play it sideways, just keep safe. We had a lot of possession, yes. But after the, after the penalty was given, Liverpool went, right, we don't need to do anything now, we're winning. Yeah. And they just sat back and they didn't yeah. need to play. They didn't well, take any risks, they didn't push forward, they, they didn't try and harm us because they knew they, knew they didn't have to. Yeah. And that we was, say, that well, was, we say we say that with hindsight. I mean, I mean, part of the, the the joy of watching Tottenham the last season or two has been the composure of which they do grind out a result when they need to. Not all the time, obviously. But, you know, I was all the way through the game. Even until the second goal, I still thought we were going to get an equaliser. Yeah. I, I just thought the bounce was going to come. I was one of those foolish, foolish children who believed it was written in the stars. It was our time. <laughs> it was... And so I, I would sit blissfully. I was like, no, you can't. I mean, you can't upset me. We're going to score. It's fine. We're going to score. But there you go. Um, with the benefit of hindsight, which Pochettino doesn't have and none of us have, would, John, would you have picked Mora ahead of Kane? I wouldn't have put fucking Sissoko on the pitch, that's for sure. Ooh. <laughs> really? <laughs> only, because, only because he wouldn't have given a penalty away. But yeah, who's to say somebody enough. else wouldn't yeah. have? Um, yeah. uh, no, uh, look, Sissoko's played well all the season. He's come on leaps and bounds. I think he did target his arm because the pullback was on for Henderson, who was storming forward, and yep. he tried to play it over the top. I do think he, he meant to do that, and I do, do think you're right that a lot of people are going to try and do that next season. Um, would I put Kane on? Um you can't be sentimental. He's consistently one of our best players and you have to have your best players on the pitch. But I, maybe I would have put uh, Mora on instead. I, I, I don't want to call. The, the team was set up. But the, what gets me is for the, the three weeks, there were three weeks preparation, planning. They would have looked at Liverpool's tactical setup. They would have planned how to do this. They would have worked out what they were going to do, set plays, tactical awareness and stuff. And it's all out the window at 30 seconds. It's all out the window. I, I think, Everything's I think... gone. I think that's a bigger thing than and people say, you know, oh, you had you had 89 and a half minutes to sort it out. You know, it's not that. But you, you're right, because I think the whole tactical preparation would have been about that high press, high energy game. And, and Liverpool, they weren't ever expected to have to play Liverpool that would sit and uh, park a bus. Yeah. And, and, it, and show, it show we didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> the other person in that conversation there, Winks, I thought he played well. I thought he was he was one of our better players while he was on the pitch. Yeah. I thought the midfield and defence were, were were okay, and they kept the ball. Well, they kept the ball because there was nobody putting any pressure on them. But it was the front three. Their decision making just seemed a little bit off. Yeah. It seemed a little bit off for whatever reason, and I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, I, I don't know what it was. Um, it was Ali, a final final pass, wasn't it? It was just that final yeah. pass missing. Ali did cover himself in glorious. Any- well, that's to say, is, isn't there isn't there some bizarre statistic about uh, those four have only played together for about three games this season? Something that insane. Is, that's so. correct. Yeah, I think, and I think the last time they they all played was against Man City at home um, in the in the European in, in the Champions League quarter final. Yeah. Um, I'm not but gonna. They didn't fire. They just didn't fire. Yeah. They did, it, 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 like they didn't know each other. It was it was it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Um, I'm not going to ask you the same question, Merrick, because I think we're all pretty much yep. on the same page. Which is, I think, whilst you could certainly make a selection, make a case for starting Mora just as you could Kane, I think that regardless, the team that was picked, there was enough there. Um, you pick your best team. Jim. Yeah. You pick yeah. your best team. You put your first eleven down your sheet, and you go with that. You know, I, I don't hold it against Poch, and actually, um, I, I would go further. We, we, we were hinting about, you know, what comes next. And I would say, to be honest, uh, more than ever, 
more than ever in the last couple of years, I would say um, no player is the key. Poch is the key. Mm-hmm. Poch is the key. You know, Fergie yeah. almost lost his job before his great run at Man United, and he was given um, the strength and the confidence to build and keep doing his thing. Uh, Poch has to be backed now to... Um, I think we are in stage two. I think it is... He, he's got to start putting together a new team. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that a little bit later in the pod, um, but just on... Just on, later. <laughs> just on, just on, just on, on the Champions League. I think the, the, so. The last podcast that we recorded was just after the Everton game three weeks ago, and I possibly at the time said that we'd be doing the podcast on on either Sunday or the Monday. Um, as it is, we're doing it on a Tuesday, and the reason for that is um, I got back a lot later. Obviously, if you're listening to a podcast, um, then it's timeless, and you can be listening to it any any other point. But if, if listeners are wondering why it's taken this long for it, for it to be. Um, uh, to, for, for them to hear it, we were, we were originally going to do it yesterday. Um, there's possibly some talk of originally doing it maybe even on a Sunday. I had toyed with that idea whilst I was out in Spain, but I only got back very late yesterday. So, yeah, since recording the last pod, um, I did get a ticket clearly, um, and I managed to get a ticket a few weeks ago for the final. I just about had enough points, um, and then I went to Madrid the long way, um, the long <laughs> way around, um, which was I flew out to. Um, not the only one to do it, and I think that the boring ones, are in, in a way, are the ones who went directly to Madrid, stayed in a hotel in Madrid. And don't get me wrong, I'm actually quite envious. I would, I would have loved to have been in a position where I could just go fly to Madrid, stay in a hotel in Madrid overnight after the game, fly back the next day or whatever. But fortunately, the prices were, were, were too high. They put the prices up, so myself and everybody else, but pretty much everybody else who. who flew out whether you're a Spurs fan or a, with or without a ticket or, or a Liverpool fan with or without a ticket we all went to Madrid um, the long way round and all took very you know crazy routes some via Barcelona some via Valencia some via Paris some via Doha yep Doha um, really weird and wonderful places um, I went through via Bilbao so I, I got a, a plane last Friday to Bilbao it was a uh, plane from Heathrow to Stuttgart and then Stuttgart to Bilbao and then we stayed in Bilbao because um, the accommodation was cheaper and then got a got a coach on Saturday to Madrid got to Madrid in the afternoon I was dreading it and um, for anybody who knows me and David will vouch for this because I keep banging on about it a lot I hate the heat I ha- I just can't <laughs> stand the heat I I really and and, and I don't like humidity as well fortunately spain wasn't too humid these last few days but i was i was dreading saturday particularly the coach ride the four-hour coach um down from bilbao to madrid and my vision of a coach i haven't really ever i think i ever got like a national express coach or anything like that my vision vision of a coach was the coaches you'd get when you were at school going on a school trip somewhere and i thought it was going to be horrible and and it was bloody nice. It was a. It, no, the houses are good, mate. The really, good, yeah. yeah. Also, it was really, really comfy. Really comfy, and you had your little charger for your iPhone, USB slot. Um, you're pampered and really completely air-conned. Just really. It's got to be. It's got to yeah. be. You got to bear in mind. You know, Spain is much bigger than Britain, so uh, so journeys take a lot longer here. Uh, just as a matter of fact, of course. So the coaches have got to be comfortable, otherwise we're not going to get any business. And what was also weird was I, I expected they said it was going to take four hours, and it did take four hours. So I was expecting some traffic. I was like, "Well, if there's a bit of traffic, no traffic. The roads are just moving. The equivalent of I don't know their motorway or, or, or autobahn or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was just going through, I suppose, 
Um, so he has the, the it's very yeah, Bill Bowser, yeah, very, yeah it's, <laughs> death effectively. I mean, it's very sort of hilly, and you can see the hills, and it's pretty and green, Bill Bowser, which I, I, I was surprised. Um, but it's just moving. I can't remember being in traffic at, at any point. It was just moving along nicely. The service was really good. Got got there to Madrid. Um, had a ticket for for the match. Went to the game. And then came back the same day. Um, sorry, this, uh, after the game, so the early hours of um, Sunday, um, was in Bilbao for another day. And then yesterday was coming home, but flight got delayed. Um, in fact, the connecting flight to Dusseldorf was um, was delayed so much that it would have meant that I would have missed my my flight coming into London. So Eurowings kindly put me on another flight, flight um, another airline, and I came in via. Brussels. Um, anyway, um, see, see, Jeb, this is this is the difference between uh, the dedicated away support and us armchair supporters. You know, I only live three and a half hours <laughs> away from Madrid, and I just looked at it and went, nah. <laughs> and, you, doing and in all fairness, and we discussed this offline um, uh, in the weeks coming up to this, you had suggested that I should come via Zaragoza, and it was yep. considered. Um, and in the end, Bilbao was the destination of, well, you see, of choice. The only, way, the only way I would have I would have done it is um, at, because um, just the, the ease of it all would have been I would have put a crew together and we'd have rented a car, which would have been much more comfortable because that meant I could have left without yep. relying upon coaches. I didn't I saw the pictures of um, Liverpool and Spurs fans sleeping on the um, on the, the train station at Atocha, hmm. sleeping on the concourse, uh, you know. And uh, I thought that was my worst fear. I didn't, I just didn't fancy it. I thought I could sleep in my own bed. <laughs> it's cool. Absolutely. And 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 to make matters worse, I think we you know. Well, we, well, we lost that. that there is that. Um, but also, uh, you know, when I booked and and when you were looking at it as well, um, everybody assumes that. There would be a big screen in the fan park because yeah. that's what normally happens at fan parks, and they sort of yeah. really put a dampener on it when they said that, it, that there, there'd be no screen. And, and I, I think that probably also swayed your decision not to come. That, but... that was my. Decision. I was going to quickly ask you because yeah. um, um, my general feeling was, and some of the, the expats that live out here was, we thought we thought Spanish police in Madrid had got it wrong. They were expecting, they were bracing themselves for a hooligan fest. And obviously, I think we all knew that uh, Spurs and Liverpool fans would be quite jovial, quite relaxed. It would be, it would be pretty much without problems. We were more worried about the Spanish police wanting it to kick off. Yeah. Um, and I think then what they did was they they, they cancelled the fan parks. More, not so much about hooligan worries. I think actually probably pressure from small businesses in Madrid. Mm. And that was another reason for me. Once I once they was you know they were saying there was no big screens to go and enjoy an atmosphere. I wasn't going to go and cram myself into an unknown bar. To watch I think that was stupid. It was criminal, and it should never, ever be allowed to happen again. And I think UEFA or the authorities need to. I mean, it's going to be held in Istanbul next year, and I don't know where it's going to be held the year after that. But that should never happen at, at any, even of the Europa final. And and no, there wasn't any trouble. Um, I thought there might be. As far as I know, I didn't hear of any reports. Certainly on the ground, there wasn't. Everything passed over really nicely. You know, when you when you consider in the past, you know, um, eighty five Heysel um, throughout the eighties, even early part of the 90s when there have been trouble and we always hear this thing about you know that the disease of um hooliganism being, being this english disease that we've exported and, and how it's how these people behave in a certain way and they're not representative of us and it's not a good adver- advertisement for for english football well, well 
Saturday was the complete opposite, I thought. I thought the way that both sets of fans conducted themselves, all right, there, there were probably a lot that were pissed out of their heads and, and were, um, you know, I, I don't think there was anybody that caused any prob- problems as far as I know. I don't think there was any trouble kicking off. I don't think there was any issues with police targeting fans. Um, there was a, no. something I saw on social media um, a few days before the game, so I think it might have been two days before the game, somebody had posted a video, Spurs fan, saying that some police had come into a bar and had just randomly kicked off with Spurs fans. I, I, I'm I, a bit sceptical about that. I think there's, there's no smoke without fire, and I'm sure they, if they did that, they had some reason, even if they're even if their use of force was disproportionate. Um, generally, everything was really good, and, and, and I felt really proud that, as a country, we it was a great advertisement. Um, well, this is it... another thing, apart from the game wasn't an advertisement, obviously, but this is another thing that I had said to some Spanish people, because they don't get the away culture. They don't get the idea that what tends to happen with English teams is that we will travel, thousands of us, without tickets on the hope of going and saving the atmosphere or getting a ticket in, in the location once we get there. And uh, I, I just said, I said, you know, they could have opened up the Bernabeu and sold it uh, with big screens and uh, Liverpool and Spurs fans would have gone in there and been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real shame because they could have had uh, so much more of it. But no, you know, fair play to the, the fans that went. And I hear as well, from what I understand, uh, despite social media presence... From what I understand, the Liverpool fans were quite gracious in victory as well on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, it was there were so many of them. The, the, the thing that really <laughs> grated me was the fact there were so many of them, and you just didn't want to. Every corner you turn, you, you saw one in late in Madrid. Liverpool, mate. Uh, yeah, well, Madrid, Madrid Airport, and then in Bilbao, and then in Brussels, and then in the, on the oh. plane home, and. And no, for, you know, for the most part, they didn't kick off. Or, or, or you know, there was one guy in Madrid who just said, "Look, fair play, well played," that sort of thing, which was nice of him to say. But I didn't really want to. I just didn't want to have any interaction with them. Um, I don't know if it was the other way around. If we had won, whether they would have been a bit more, whether, how they would have behaved, um, whether they would have kicked off. Um, you know, there was obviously yesterday coming off the plane. They, there was a few who were singing Origi songs and then saying. Oh well, that's six. We seven next year, and it, you, I, it was just I didn't want to hear that. I just didn't want to, it. Just did did my head in. But you know, for for the for the most part, there was uh, there wasn't any trouble, and it was fine. Um, and the only other thing I just wanted to say was, yeah, coming back to what I said at the outset, um, for me it was Saturday. Saturday morning, I was a bag of nerves. I was emotional. Um, I was I was up getting emotional now talking about. It. I was close to tears. Um, it was the biggest game. Um, biggest Spurs game ever um, I can think of, and I just just prior to kick off in the stadium. And by the way, the Athletic Madrid Stadium, um, beautiful stadium. It's a lot better than Wembley. Um, it's not too, you know. I thought the view would be, I'd be too high up. No, it was fine. It, it, but stands were close to the pitch. It, it, beautiful stadium. And I just remember thinking to myself, this is a culmination for me personally. This is a culmination of everything. Being a Spurs supporter through the highs and the lows, particularly in the 90s, and then this is the, the high point. Although being a Spurs fan is for life, and whatever happened, you know, whether we lose the game on which we did or, or, or had won it, we go again next season. It doesn't end. You know, being a Spurs fan is is for life, and and who knows, we might be there again in the final next year, and and, and this time win it. But it just felt for me this was the this was you know everything had been building up to this moment in 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 the past. I've been talking Spurs since '90, so that's what 29 years. So 
it was a special moment and it will live with me for a very long time um let's dive into some questions um darren pamenter his twitter handle is at daz 1919 he says we may have lost but we had more possession and more shots surely we deserve a trophy for that <laughs> i'm not going down that road that's for sure um that trophies for goodness sake um yeah yeah that, nice, sound, that nice. sounds like something a West Ham fan or a Scouser would say. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Yeah, we're. I, uh, think, I think he might be in jest. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. But I, I, Sorry. A lot, of, a lot of people have, have come along with this one. About, I think Liverpool said about. Have, have, who is it? Uh, Liverpool said they should have had a, a trophy for second place. I think that's what this joke's based on. Someone said oh, about okay. there should have been something for them. I think you know, certainly there's a case for, you know, for all the. Whether it's possession on the day or all the sweat and toil that you know the, the the city away game the barcelona one group game the 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 yeah the city away all the whole var stuff and and then everything that happened in ajax you feel that it is like you said earlier Merrick, it, it is written in the stars and we do deserve something for that but that's not how that's not how football works you know no we don't have a divine right so i tell you what i tell you well, we're not liverpool fans that's why um, uh, I tell you what, though, we've made an awful lot of friends. Yeah, yeah, we've made an awful lot of friends. Uh, there's a lot of people out there across across Europe who uh, whose second team are now Tottenham. Mm. I promise yeah. you. I, that when I first moved out here, you, people didn't even know who we were, uh, and now you see you see replica shirts. You know, I pick up my daughter from school. There are kids, there like six, seven year old kids in in replica shirts. It's it's fabulous. We're a global team now. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy for it, to be honest. Okay, another question from our own Bex. Um, her Twitter handle is at Bunches Bex. Um, opinions on the irony of the Soko season. Hero for, for most most of it. Then there was Saturday. I oh. think most of us would have walked over hot coals for him before Saturday, and I probably still would as well. Um, it, 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 a ridiculous decision a ri- from him to put his arm out, but it, I think he was pointing because Trippier was so badly placed and he needed him to cover the ball. So but he where could probably was he? Su- Trippier. Where was he supposed to put it? Yeah, they, well, it's, no. what, it's what they always do. They always point because they want. I'll pick him up. Go you cover. take the yeah, runner. Yeah, yeah. You always do. It. You see him do it all the time. Arm out. And next season, it's going to be interesting to see if these players do put the arm out and say, you cover over there. It's, it's just automatic. It's right. what you're asked to do. Hand the player over. I've got, I've got two questions for you guys. Um, one, first one is, uh, how many of you uh, have played football or still play football to any level? Uh, I coach football. Does that count? That's cool. Cool. Because yeah, I, I play uh, seven asides um, on a, in the Sunday league out here. And I, I play central defence because I'm, I'm getting older the legs. I can't run as much anymore. Um, you do it all the time. You manage. You manage the game. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't imagine having to process the information of uh, lining up for an attack, uh, signalling to my, my other centre-half, um, and remembering to put my hands behind my back. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, the the thing is, he, he, was, he was like indicating to cover, but when yeah. the ball got played, he tried to move out the way. He, he, if he hadn't put his arm down... It would have hit his chest, exactly. and it wouldn't have been the penalties. The fact that he moved his arm down, exactly. it was given. Because it rolled, it literally flopped onto his arm. It was, it was painful. It was painful uh, combination of, of, of uh, unfortunate events. But see, my second question is, my second, and this is what I genuinely think, is um, what's going to happen when the defender dislocates his shoulder because he's diving awkwardly with his hands behind his back to block a shot? Yeah, because uh, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, question's going to be asked then, isn't it? 
Because you watch when 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 they when they scored the second, you see those replays. And what I was watching in the replays is Aldero, who seems to be the only player in in the game who's mastered this this art of 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 blocking with his hands behind his back. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, because I still play, I'm thinking, I can't, I can't imagine trying to block a ball like that. I can't imagine having to get my body in the way and put my hands behind my back because your whole sense of momentum and muscular distribution changes. It's, the thing it's is, mental. Apart from the goalkeeper, everybody will be a bilateral amputee. There'll be no arms on the pitch. Well, equal opportunities. There you go. Maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, there's, maybe, there, maybe that's an angle. Maybe Tottenham's trying to play a <laughs> Oh, you, you, you keep your arms inside of your shirt so you can't move them. Have no, sleeve, no sleeves on. It's just a tube with a hole for your head. You joke. You joke, a big tubic grip on your chest. You watch, yeah. someone will do it. Because <laughs> you will get, because I, I, I will go to my grave convinced that Manny played for that penalty on Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've got a mate who's, who's, a, who's a red through and through uh, who said, no, 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 no. And another one who quietly said, um, said nah, yeah, it was. He played for it. And you'll see it happen time and time again yeah. over the next season. And, and then UEFA and FIFA will look at themselves and go, Oh look, we messed up the game again. Yeah, do, do you know after after that that result, I'm kind of glad they got another one. So it wasn't that just the penalty that we lost by. But I'd all, I would have also taken um, a 25 yard screamer that wasn't savable, and us losing four nil over over that penalty. I think it's it's yeah. just it's just, it, it was just a, a flattener. It was a, a kick in the guts. Um, br- oh, I was going to ask actually again. Um, Jab, you're in the stadium, but you guys are watching it on English TV. On Spanish TV, they said VAR wasn't in play. He went to the uh, he went to the referee and uh, the the video referee, and they said there wasn't enough evidence to overturn his original decision, so he didn't go and check it on the screen. Yeah, right. I, right. I don't understand that. No, I don't either. I don't understand that. I don't, I'm not a fan of VAR, even though. It helps us. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I can I can understand it. I can understand it because the moment the referee, he, who's closest to it, um, says that it hit the arm, you're all you're deciding because the VAR, all that's doing is a video check and saying yes, yeah. it hit the did arm. It, it hit the it's arm. down to the referee. Well, that's that. I would like to come back on that one. I think it did, but it didn't change the course of the ball. It brushed it. It pretty much brushed the airs of his his arm, which is questionable again is the well is that really handball it didn't his chest changed the angle of the ball that moved it considerably it then just brushed possibly his bicep and then maybe just the palm of his hand i'm not sure i've looked at it a number of times since i keep replaying it it still dropped to his feet didn't it it didn't change where the ball was going no so i i'm not sure so in in fairness they would say no there's nothing for us to 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 look at so um you go with your decision uh, but i thought every decision is like reviewed by a group of three people in a hut somewhere in outer mongolia um <laughs> why wasn't this well it, well it is but only if uh, the referee has made an obvious mistake and he didn't make an obvious mistake according he... to the rules of the game it was a penalty yeah as they stand that they as they have been rewritten so we say um, yeah. it was a grossly unfair penalty but it's like a foul, you know. You see, you see, 
with a foul, but it, how bad a foul is it? You know, was it a red card? And, and that's down to the referee. There's no VAR in that either. If, if a bloke's gone through two-footed, but he may have gone to ground first, mm-hmm. it then becomes questionable, was that a red card? But if the referee thinks it is, VAR's not going to get involved in that and say, well, if you think it is, that's fine. Because there's there's nothing for us to, to tell you. You know, you, you saw two feet. So if, if we'd have seen something else or him as he went past thump him in the ear then that's something else you know we've seen something you haven't ref so um we'll we'll now ask you to go and look at the tv screen the laws are a complete ass then um do you you think if that happened up the other end it would have been given (laughs) 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 you see it's difficult isn't it because because you want you want to say you want to say yes but at the same time you have your doubts and you don't want to sound like an entitled uh, conspiracy theorist when it comes to it but you know we had a shout we had a shout there was a there was a moment where we all particularly the 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 everton lads in the pub we all shouted ironically for a penalty uh, in the second half, and the Liverpool fans all got really stroppy, and, you know, and we had to explain. Now that was just—I was being ironic. <laughs> the players didn't call for it. We just thought that's what you do because you're Liverpool fans. You claim for everything. Um, it wasn't to be. I mean, it wasn't to be. We can't blame the penalty. It's just a heartbreaking way for it to happen. It, it was. It for me, it was a reminder of growing up watching England. You know, when we went before the Sven Goran Eriksson days, we just we always seemed to go out in spectacular, dramatic, desperately unfair style. You know, Maradona, the penalties in 1990, Gaza just, you know, not stretching out enough on 96. Yeah. And it just felt like it just felt like if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat in some surreal, devastatingly unfair, painful way. And we shall grow. We shall grow because of this. I, I well, hate that... to use the word, but it was Spursy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but... like, see, I tweeted out. I tweeted out after the penalty. I said, you know, one of my catchphrases, Jab, you've heard me see it. So you've seen me say it so many times. Mm. Doing it the hard way since 1882. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know? But I, I, again, I still believed. I still believed that we were going to get back into it. It could just be. I mean, I mean, Spursy, yep. Yeah, or it could just be that it was a game of football and we didn't a final and we didn't turn up on the day and, and, and we didn't win. And, and just in the same way that Liverpool didn't, didn't win it next year, but it, we might come back 12 months down the line and get to the final and, and, and win it. Um, you know, when you consider that we've got to a final and we've, we've, you know, in the face of ad- adversity, um, uh, got to where we are. Um, that's surely risen against the tide of what has been otherwise Spursy in the past, you know. So I don't think we're that team anymore, you know. We, we normally fall short at the semi-final stage, yet we, we, we've we got to a final um, and we just, you know, didn't turn up on the day. I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily a mental thing or it was, you know, we can't get over the finish line necessarily. I think it was just one of those where, you know, it didn't fall for us on, 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 on the day, but hopefully... This is why we watch football, Jeff. Yeah. Because... Hopefully, it, 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 even though even though it's a game of ninety minutes with uh, with men following the same rules, it always ends up being a fantastical drama that has something different happening each time. Yeah, and you never can tell. That's why we keep going back to it. And hopefully, we all come out of it stronger. Um, okay, let's let's part the Champions League for a minute let's for another season. Look, for another season, in fact. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. I mean, I was I was there for the very very first game. Um, in the San Siro, um, and little did I think then, when we lost two one, that I'd be at the final um, 
in Madrid. But that's, I can that go one life. better. I can go one better, Jav. I've been uh, tidying up my my office in my house, and I while I was tidying up, I found the notes to the pod we did what. Four years ago? Three years ago, I think. Three years ago, when when we played Hull. And I've got the notes here, and I've got the players that were, you know, Kiriches. Yeah, that would have been four years ago, or longer even. You know, um, uh, just saying, we're awful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Livermore. Um, You know, we're an ugly team that play ugly football, and and, and Hull attack with more energy than we do. Where are we going? Yeah. So you know, people people who sit the people online who sit and go, we're not good enough. It wasn't good enough. Compared to what? Mm. Compared to what? We talk about the '90s, you know, and watching that dark era. But we've come so far in such a short space of time. You know. Yeah, we're still I mean, we're still trophyless, but we've we have had two seasons where we were very close in the league. The season we chasing Leicester, but ultimately ended up finishing third, and then we finished second the, the following season. And here we are, we're in a Champions League final, and, and we didn't quite get there. Now it begs the question that you know, are we the Neely men of football? Can we can we go to the next stage? So, uh, so I suppose to finish off with, we had a, a question or comment from Rob Cracksford, who's just said. Um, how are you all doing? I'm just flat. We all know it's a ridiculously important summer, but can just hope that Levy gets it right. Right, Poch does too, since I've read that there was money available, but the right players weren't bought available. That's a reference to last summer. So question I've got is where now for some of these players? Is it the end of, end of the road for the likes of... And I'm not talking about necessarily the... the the, the dead fodder, the cannon fodder, the, the likes of your Nkundus and your Carter Vickers and Onimus and who at Vorm, etc. But the likes of perhaps Wanyama, Lamella, who are maybe a little bit too injury prone, Dyer. Have we seen the best of Dyer? I mean, he, when he came on, he was a decent player, but are his best days behind him? Has he really pushed on? And and also, the likes, some of the better players, the likes of the Ericsons and the Alderweireles, who have been linked with moves away from the club okay Ericsson's 27 he's still got you know another few good few years still at the top out of Errol is is at the peak but he is 30 um and we've already already seen Dembele move on obviously his body was a bit bit injury prone but but is it you know is it the end of the road for, for, for these for some of these players um and do we you know we keep hearing that phrase we need to push on and we've done incredibly well in these last five years going from um, a situation you described Merrick with some of the players you mentioned the likes of the Kirikas etc um, you forget some of these players Stambouli played under Pochettino Stambouli oh. Stambouli yeah oh. uh, very early on um, in, in the Poch era and to we've made you know, we've, we've made great strides but we still haven't you know, won that elusive first trophy. We've had magnificent moments, and I think the, the moments will live with us forever. But um, where it's, now? Where, where I, now from here? I would say, I would say, think of it. Look, look at the Fergie model. Okay, I, I, I look at it as we're a bit like um, early stage Fergie Man United. Is uh, you know when he looks at he had Jim Layton in goal, and a, a player he trusted and he brought with him from Aberdeen. You know, he had Mark Robbins up front. And he knew they weren't good enough. He got the best out of them and he pushed them as hard as he could and he needed to rebuild something new. Uh, keeping the spine of what he could work with and what he could keep moulding forward. You know, and Fergie was the master at rebuilding a squad mm. and rebuilding yeah. an era. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's not necessarily that, we've, that these players have come to the end of the line. You know, Juan Veron hadn't come to the end of the line, but Fergie moved him on when the time was right. Mm. 
Uh, and I think we've got to that point. I, I think it's a time where that unit that we've fallen in love with as a unit for the last four years, they, I think they, we're going to see some new faces and, and, and a gradual shift and a change. Okay. Poch has never stayed still. That's the one thing we always forget about this. You know, people say, you know, he, he was tactically um, inept at times, but this season he's played radically different almost every game. You know, there's, there's been changes he's made and his, and his, his unpredictability has been his good thing. So he will change again next year. So where are those, John, where are those changes going to come? We need two central midfielders. We probably need a replacement for Trippier. Um, and we probably need to re- uh, replace, well, yeah, the two central midfielders. We need, we need to, I, I think if Ericsson goes, we need to replace him. And we need somebody uh, more creative in midfield. We need a new defensive screen and we need um, Trippier replaced. Um, don't forget Danny Rose is 29. Danny Rose, Danny Rose, who who has played with his heart on his sleeve and is much beloved from when he signed that new that new contract, and everybody said, "No, we don't want Danny Rose at the club." He has proved himself time and again to be a great servant for this club, and he deserves to stay longer. I want to see Vatonga stay, and I want to see Alvaro stay because we've got people like Sanchez and Foyth who will come through and replace them. But um, he, he uh, um. Walker Peters might even get some games next season if we're going to have to, because he's not put a foot wrong when he's come on. No, but he hasn't really been given that many opportunities. And, no, but he has to be given them. I think he, he, yeah. he, the, the question is, question mark, I think that underlines all of this is how much money do we have to spend with a stadium build looming, you know, and, and debt looming over us? How much are we going to get to spend? Because Liverpool went out after finishing in this position and spent a shitload getting Van Dijk and a keeper for, what was it, 130? 150, yeah, 150. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we need to spend that on two central midfielders to get the quality that we need. But you mentioned, you mentioned at right back and everybody cites trip here this season, but what about Aria? I mean, I to me, I don't think that he's got a future of the club. No, I don't. I, I'd I'd rather keep Trippier as a second right back and 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 get somebody somebody else in as a right back and have Trippier as as um, what he was before, a sort of understudy. Well, I think a squad they, player they, like, like like Ben is at left back. But what we're looking at therefore is is we know that there's a structural integrity issues with the squad in various places, but uh, we have to repair bit by bit. I think you. I don't think you can see the wholesale changes that need to happen. I mean, again, that's harsh because, you know, we are effectively the best of the rest. Just, you know, look at it. If we, we're, we're trying to challenge uh, Liverpool and Man City and we lost 13 games. Yeah. Um, before I bring in David, um, one, one... Is he position. still there? Hello, David. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm listening very carefully to this. I've got very strong views on this. The, the, go, there go. is... There is there's one other position. Well, two aspects. One, spot on Merrick. I think you can't... It's very difficult in one window to shift. Firstly, you've got to shift a lot of deadwood, yep. right? Um, so there's a whole lot of the, you know, the Inkundus and the, the uh, Janssens and all of that. And, 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 and no one's going to favour because... the transfer market. No, no one's, no no. one's going to parachute payers for, for deadwood. <laughs> no. Then then there's a few others, you know, possibly Wanyama, Lamella. Are they fit enough? Are, 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 you know, can, can, and if you do decide to move them again, who's going to buy them, etc., etc. And, and And also... Even if you had an infinite pool of money and you were able to buy a whole load of players, you don't want to bring in so many players in one window because you don't want it to be integrating a whole load at once. So it'd probably take a couple of windows. Um, the bail uh, money. For... Yeah. That that was a we, yeah. you know, case in point when we bought in seven players and it just it wasn't didn't work straight away. Um, the other, But the position no one mentioned was up front. Um, surely we need, you know, we need another striker. 
Mm. I mean, we've got Kane, and we've got... I know we've got Son, who can play as a striker. We've got Mora, who who's shown those qualities, but Janssen's off, surely. Lorente, does he have a future at the club? And if he doesn't... He, and could, if probably, him and he, yet... could, he could probably do a job as a squad player for another season, to be honest. Yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man who's been around the block, and he, he knows. He's also... He speaks Spanish, so he's also... And he's got the trust of Poch. Um, he could mm. also he's also clearly an influence on the training ground and, and yeah. a good calming influence on the younger players. Did I, he see I, his first touch on, on, on Saturday when he came came off the bench? Awful. No. <laughs> really? Even, no, even, missed, even, even in that game against Ajax when he came on, I know he was a nuisance, don't get me wrong, and he, he was effective, but there were a few times the ball would come to him and it wouldn't exactly stick to him. Well, this uh, funny enough, Llorente is one of those players that, you know, I, I've said before, I've said to you, Jav, as well, he's a player that does so much better without the ball than with the ball. Mm. He, he does make an awful nuisance of himself. Uh, but uh, hang on, we're getting distracted. I want to hear what David has to say. Yeah, yeah strong yeah. opinions. Strong <laughs> opinions on where well, the they are different. Well, there are differing. And I'll start off with Sissoko. <laughs> Sissoko. Ooh. We all wanted to get rid of him. Oh, I didn't. But... I did rid of him. And look at him now. He's the first person on that sheet. So given that, let me ask you another question, which I'm going to sort of answer myself, really, is that if all those players that have come out of the World Cup looking tired, uh, uh, Trippier is, is a great example of that, Dyer, all those guys who have not played well this season, all have carried some sort of injury, that is if not if not at some stage, nearly the whole season have never... Even now, I don't think Trippier has got that groin right. Ben Davis is supposed to be going for an operation um, on a hernia and he's postponed it again to play for Wales. I, If all those players were fit and firing, my feelings were we'd have won the, the Champions League. And I think we're that close. It's now deciding whether... Potch has got to decide whether these players, he can get more out of them like he did Sissoko turn them around and I think a lot will I think Ericsson is not going to go to Madrid Madrid is signing about four players at over 200 million pounds without shifting uh, Hammers and Bale they're not going to do anything else I don't think they're going to take Ericsson I don't think they're impressed with Ericsson I think we're keeping him and I think Elderald will also sign a new contract I've got a feeling we're going to pay. I think we've got more money. I know we've got the stadium, but that, according to Levy, is one side of things. We have money set aside for transfers. And I think we're probably going to look more at young youngsters, but I think we will get a key signing. And I think it will be a central midfielder. Not it's Grealish. Come... <laughs> yeah. No, it won't be Grealish. Um, I don't see that at all now because... Villa is his team and he'll want another season with them. If he has a stunning season with them and they go down, one of the big boys will snap him up, I expect. I would have missed I, out. I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. And again, you know, I'm talking about looking at a transition between squad one and squad two of the Poch era. But I, I, I believe a lot. I think you're possibly right. I think Ericsson might stick around. Um, it'd be great if Alderweireld stays around. Vertonghen yeah. looks like, Vertonghen looks like uh, he, he's been spurs through and through. Mm. He, he looks like uh, this is his, his home, his place. Mm. And I think you're right as well. If Poch can squeeze another 5-10% out of the players that are there, but he needs to bring, they do now, this summer, they need to, it's not marquee signings, it's the no. right fit. It's mm. the yeah. right fit. They well, need I'd, to spend that money yeah. wise. And remember, remember, Poch isn't perfect in the market. He's a great coach, but he made some howler signings at Southampton. 
So it's about getting the right players. Well, I'd say where we are now is where I, I would want Spurs to be, is where you tweak the side. And I say this, the side now is evolving. That's where we've got it. I mean, need, we need signings. There's no two ways. It couldn't. It would be a joke to, to not sign anybody. Plus the fact we need uh, another couple of English players. I agree. I agree. For the, for the, for the Champions League, we need to. Yeah. It's a bizarre thing. Uh, and I, uh, If you look at the Arsenal-Chelsea uh, game, there was only one English player that started mm-hmm. on, the, on, on the pitch. And yet they qualified fine with their correct quota. That's because they've got English guys sitting back at the clubhouse. Uh-huh. Um, whereas we've got, I don't know, five started, five, in, and we're still struggling with the squad to have enough English players. I find it bizarre, but we mm. are playing them. It's an oddity, but what we we just need a tweak uh, up here and there. I'd like to see a marquee sign, and I think that's what Poch wants: a marquee signing. So we're talking about, I don't know, the likes of Seth. Sion, quite yep. possibly. Oh, I'm sure oh, he'll. I'm sure he'll be here. Chilwell, Madison. Mm. Madison won't I, come I, to us. He'll I can't see any of. I can't see any of the Leicester players, the Chilwells, the Madisons, the Maguires, leaving in this 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 year. I think Rogers will keep them. By the way, yes, I think, I think they'll they'll stay for one season and then see where they go. Um, Bale. No. Should we just say it, Bale? No. No, no, he won't be coming our way. Uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody, just anybody, come on. John, I know, I know your views on this. Merrick, come on, Matt Bale, just no. Um, you know, don't no. go back to the scene of the crime. I, I, look, he's 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 not going to take the pay cut. And and unfortunately, as great a talent as he was, and he still is, he's, he's a player that can set a team in a game on a fire. He's had a desperate... I mean, I said it back at the time, Jab. I said he, he's a good fit for Madrid, but in two years' time, he, sh- he left too early. If he'd, have, if he'd have given us another season, season and a half, he'd have been a much more outstanding player. Um, and um, I think that, that, that ship has sailed. That ship has um, sailed. What about the lads at Bournemouth? Is it Wilson and King, Brooks, etc.? No, neither of no. those. No. no. Gareth Bale's 30, is that right? Gareth Bale's 30? He'll be 30 in the autumn. Yeah, no, no, that boat sailed. Okay. I'd happily watch him um, spunk a load of Man United uh, money up the wall and uh, and be constantly on their treatment bench. That wouldn't hurt me at all. Um, it's, you know, if anybody else wants to go pay the money for him, um, then I start to get a bit worried. But, uh, yeah, who is there? That's the only one that comes to mind. Grealish probably will say not, at Villa now. That, that's not a midfielder that we need, is it? We, 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 we I think we all agree we need somebody. And really, we're, we're missing like uh, the Wanyama figure, the Dembele figure, uh, the sort of the the linchpin sort of middle of the midfield. Who's that man going to be? The, the well, two names that I see: Josh uh, Dembele. On, yeah. <laughs> He's English. <laughs> John, sorry, I cut you off. Sorry, no, no. And non, the two names that I keep seeing bandied about is Ndombele and Lo yes. Celso. I was just going to say Ndombele. Yes, he's the one that uh, is, is a, apparently, uh, I've not really seen him, but um, a Dembele yeah. look-alike on the pitch um, in is the way he English plays. Parents? Does he have yeah. English parents? Uh, no, afraid not. If he if he married, I don't know if he's married or not. But if he married an English bird, would would he would he get would no, he cat? No, it'd take him a few years to qualify, no. wouldn't it? That that also looks uh, to me just feels more like an Ericsson replacement. Right, he, he's um, much more of an attacking player from you know from the little I've seen of him, admittedly uh, in the Spanish league. Um, he, he he looks like a great talent, 
And what I've seen of him, he, he's great fun to watch. But he looks more like an attacking player uh, or, or someone who could be moulded in that way much more than a, uh, a defence. Like, it's back to, I'm sorry, I, I'm going on now, but it's back to what I've been saying as a Tottenham fan for nearly 35 years. We need a Roy Keane. Oh, yeah. I've said that yeah. so many times. Yeah. But where, where is he? Where yeah. is he? That's, well, that's the point. So and I'll tell you close. what. So, so close, close in, in many ways. Well, in yeah, many but ways. Well, he, he he's still been, reserved. But there's yeah. no Dave. There's no Dave Mackay, and the problem he's is the coaches today don't want that. All the top coaches, the Peps and all that, they are the managers are that man. They that they yes. the team does Good what point. they say. They do not want a player on the pitch starting to reorganise if things aren't working. That doesn't happen with a new coaching style. They'll, they'll come out with a bit of paper, they stick in their sock, and this is what we do. So they coach that out of the players. Dyer, for me, was the nearest thing. I thought, yeah, Dyer could be that bloke. He's, yeah, a, my mind. he's a physical I'm, thing. I thought he was going to be the new Dave Mackay. I thought he was going to yeah. be our captain for a decade. Um, yeah. And he seems to have lost his way a bit. It's, you're, you're very insightful. I think you're right. I think uh, coaching coaches want to be that man. Uh, but, you know, I don't think Pod, Poch is intimidated. I, I think if he found the right fit, he would be happy for it. Mm. But I yeah. think that's part of the magic formula, isn't it? The magic formula is you do need, you need that, that, that rock, that, that big mouth rock that everyone's yeah. terrified of in the middle of the park. Yeah. And, and, there, might, and there might be, that, that, that player might be playing somewhere in the lower leagues, just like Delhi. Um and you know, or, or, or not, not, not sort of in the lower leagues in this country. They might be playing. It might be somebody abroad. I know again, it's that would be non-English, but it might be somebody that you haven't heard of. Um, Kante, I hadn't heard of Kante when he when he signed yeah. for Leicester. Um, it, it might be somebody like that. Um, Dyer was that player. Dyer, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I tell you who. Absolutely. I It's not. It's not going to happen. But the two players I'd, I'd like, one player I'd like at Spurs. Um, I hope it all goes pear shaped for them at Barcelona and that's De Jong and 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 De Litt as well if if he's Barcelona yeah. I just hope that it just it will just works out terribly for them and they decide to come to the Premier League right um Thursday the 8th of August that's t- two months from now exactly and we shall know if Alderweireld is still at the club because that's when the transfer window ends so by that point we will know um sorry who... Jack, the transfer window ends on Thursday the 8th of August Correct. That's just before, so just like last season, it will be just before the season starts. So the first the season kicks off on Friday the 9th, or probably a game on the so Friday. We'll be and... making our signings on the 7th of August. <laughs> or, or not at all. But, but, but by that point, by, by Thursday the 8th, I think it's a 5 o'clock deadline. It might be an 11 o'clock. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. And the transfer window ends, so we'll be, we'll be, at that point, we'll know if we have strengthened and which positions and we'll also know if Alderweireld is still a Spurs player. I'm confident, I have remained for a long time confident that he will be a Spurs player and if he's not, then I will have to have a different haircut. So I will probably, if he if he leaves, <laughs> if he leaves, I will be I will be fuming and I'll probably go for a number one all over. Um, the other important milestone to note, um, as we... Um, as we consider life for the next few weeks without football, will be a week, what's the day today, Tuesday, a week Thursday, 13th of June, fixtures are announced, so that's something to look yeah. forward to. Um, and then after that, yeah, there won't be much Spurs football 
I think preseason starts beginning of July. End of July there'll be preseason matches. Um, preseason training, I should say, starts at the beginning of July. And then preseason matches at the end of July, start of August, fourth of August. Um, we're playing Inter. I think that's our final preseason game. We're playing Inter um, at the new stadium Sunday the fourth of August. I have got a ticket for that game. I'm, I'm going down. Um, and then it starts all over again after the transfer window closing. Um, and I think that's probably a good point to wrap things up. Um, thank you. Well, firstly, f- firstly, thank you to everybody who's appeared on the podcast um, over the last um, season. Thank you to all the listeners um, who listen to the podcast. Thank you um, for all the listeners who submit questions. Um, thank you to all the listeners who um, occasionally I meet at, at, at grounds and, and they'll say, oh, you, Javin, you, you, I listen to the Tom Potsdam Family podcast and, and that sort of thing. And, it, and it's quite nice. But quite often those listeners, and there are lots of listeners who do listen to the pod, but they don't submit questions. Well, submit questions. <laughs> Now's your opportunity. You can you can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at CHF Podcast. You can get to us via our Facebook page. Um, there is an email account, which I, is so long-winded, and I've seldom... Um, log into the inbox but you know contact us via twitter um facebook page and um do send us if you do listen to the podcast that, thank you um but do send us questions um um thank you to everybody um i might do a, i might do a jazzed up version of the theme tune for next year jab you know you could yeah that would be <laughs> you could do a that that would be good um because we're not playing at white hart lane anymore it does reference white hart lane um the the the, the, the theme, theme tune one of the i should add one of the reasons one of the many reasons i had you on the on the final podcast merrick was i had asked you to do a version of um we are the champions by queen not, not for the first time not for the first time i did ask you for three years ago and you, and you did one then um and that was when we were chasing leicester um and i never played it because it didn't happen and you had one ready to go and all you're going to do and I've, I've listened to it and you were going to add the commentary of Moro or whoever it was or kane scoring the winner um in in the final and it weren't to be um and if it had happened we would have played that um to finish the pods off with but that doesn't happen um but uh yeah thank you to everybody um and all that's left for me to say is firstly thank you eric no worries mate it's a pleasure always thank you david yes thanks jeff thanks for the thank season you. thank you thank you john thank you all i'm off to watch chernobyl to cheer myself up <laughs> i'm gonna do, do exactly the same funny enough um and until no don't until... it ends badly they all die. Spoiler alert. Um, and until hopefully that won't happen. Spurs. Horribly wrong in the first twenty seconds. They 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 die as as as, as to our hopes and dreams following Spurs. Oh, um, until sometime in early August, um, as ever, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.